0: What up? Welcome into Fantasy Foes, Powered uh, Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, the homie Adam Ronis, coming at you midweek, late week, getting ready to go into week 15, Ronas, the beginning of the fantasy football playoffs. What's going on with you, my man?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. It's crazy. Season always flies by, but it is hard to believe that we are in the fantasy football playoffs for most leagues beginning this week. With a lot of backup quarterbacks, so hopefully it was a successful season for those that are listening. I know uh, for me, it was pretty good, man. I think I made the playoffs in every league except one.
0: That's pretty good right there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in the GST, me and Lawrence was able to get into the playoffs based on points, so we'll be in there. Second
1: year in a row, right? On second year in a row, you that guys, got you on guys have had kind of some bad luck at the record. Let me tell you a crazy story in the GST. So... I think I've told you like I didn't think I was getting in I was three and seven at one point lost Nick Chubb Mike Williams and my team started to get hot but I came into the week you know I won three in a row six and seven so I knew I wasn't getting in on record and there was a team at the top with nine wins and I had more points than them so I was like yeah it's not gonna happen because that team's gonna get in and then the other teams have more points than me so it's the second half and I'm like let me look at something I went to the standings page and I saw I was like wait a second uh, my boy, Red Brum, I, I think you met him before, right? Yeah, met Red before. Yeah, so he's in the league, and he was battling uh, for the most points. He was about, like, 10, I think, behind Gen Piacente. So I was like, I did the math. I'm like, wait a second. If he finishes with the most points, he gets the two seed. That bumps that nine-win team out, and I had four guys going on Monday night. I was like, I'm going to get in the playoffs. So I call him. We're on the phone watching. He had eight chance. And Mostert was getting all the carries and everything. And I'm like, we're rooting for Tennessee to score on that last drive. So this way, Miami's in the two-minute mode and a on the field. So that happens. That last catch that A-Chan caught on the fourth down where he came up short, yeah. that gave him the most points by 1.3. So he got the two seed, and I opened the door for me to get in as the sixth seed.
0: Knocked the other team out the playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, they didn't really deserve to get in. Yeah. I mean, I had more points than them, and they had, like, some... I'm sure it happened yearly too. There's always like a team or two, and I, I see it a lot this year. I take like a lot of uh, calls and uh, give people advice, and I'm seeing teams like second or third most in points, barely getting in the playoffs with wins. And I've said it year after year, man. We need to have one or two spots awarded to points. Yeah, 100%. The, schedule is, the schedule's random. Like I hate these people who don't. Oh, you gotta win when you uh, play. No, no, bro, you don't. I just not football, son. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not devising a game plan to stop the fucking other team like you're Bill Belichick here yeah, trying to yeah. take out the top team's opponent. Uh, yeah. And I say it every year. My home league, we do double headers, you know, and even that doesn't completely uh, help eliminate at it. Home. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, we had a team this year. If I just did top six records and with the double headers, the team who was like fourth or fifth in points would have been out. He got in that last spot for points. So I think the problem is the mainstream sites like ESPN, Yahoo, they don't allow you to customize it and they just do records. And so many people play on those platforms and those platforms need to make a change or at least give you that ability. You know, we do GST on uh, CBS, so I'm able to customize it. I play on myfantasyleague.com, you could customize it, Sleeper. So I would have just advised people pay the extra money. If everyone chips in 10 bucks, five bucks and you pay for the site, you're able to customize it. Because you can't have these teams nine and five with like the tenth most points getting in the playoffs, and then you have a team that's five and nine with the most points not getting in. I, I don't understand how this has yeah. not
0: become more mainstream. Standard amongst league, you know what I'm saying? So, um, no, but definitely interested in with two hundred nine football games to week fourteen. Raheem Mostert was able to—I hate to use the word back then pause—but able to back into a underdog fantasy best ball playoffs. A team that with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, and I got lucky in the group, son. Nobody else has Jalen Hurts to AJ Brown. Now every really? other wow. yeah. Now every other team has Michael Pittman on it. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get into uh, him and some more people in a little bit. Um So and then that, that team was actually pretty close to the top, but that team uh, lost Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz. So doing this with no tight end. So probably won't make oh, a deep run. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm.
1: hard to do, bro. I have a couple teams like that in baseball, and then I got uh, uh, the FFWC. I got a really good team. Um, it was thirteen and one. It is uh, where is it overall now? I think it's like sixteenth or seventeenth overall. Okay. So, uh, let me see. Sixteenth. So, it's got some juice, man. That one has Hertz as well. It also has. Uh, Like, I I benched Mostert last week because I have Mostert, Zach Moss, Kyron Williams, Rashad White, and Jameer Gibbs, and I can only play four. And I sat Mostert last week, and then Moss had another game where he was subpar. Um, I don't think I could sit Mostert again this week, even against the Jets. He did have two touchdowns against them a couple weeks ago, and now A-Chan is banged up. He might not play. So, I guess it comes down to sitting Zach Moss. I can't sit Rashad White. He gets too much volume. I can't sit Kyron Williams. He gets massive volume. Gibbs has a good matchup against Denver, and I got to think Detroit at home with Goff turning the ball over is going to focus more on the run. What would you do? Which one would you sit? That's interesting right there.
0: I don't know. Yeah, Goff is – I don't think you can sit Goff at home.
1: No, it's not Goff. It's Jameer Gibbs. No, I have five running running backs for four spots. Who are they again? Jameer Gibbs, Rashad White, Kyron Williams – Zach Moss, Jameer Gibbs. You got
0: to sit Moss.
1: That's what I was thinking too, man. And then watch, he's going to go off this week. Why, why wouldn't he? Um, he's just getting massive volume. That's yeah, no, problem. that's the
0: thing. And and that's good, you know what I'm saying? It's volume trumps efficiency. I want to get into it and take a look back at the fantasy season, look at some positions and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm doing this by fantasy points, you know what I'm saying? In the PPR format, full season fantasy Total points. points or points per game? Points per game.
1: Okay, I think that's the way to go
0: too. I agree. I think that's the way to go too. Um, what the, running back one Christian McCaffrey, no doubt about it. Obviously, twenty four points per game in a post in a PPR running back two. Ron is Cameron Williams.
1: Yeah, man. I look. I was on him, man. I drafted him in a few leagues. Uh, definitely have, like I said, my top FFWC team has him. I have him in my home league. I just felt that McVay really liked him and we knew cam makers had issues going into the year and last year they were using him a little bit he got hurt but did i expect this no way man like a lot of those late flyers don't work out well you could see it week one he had 15 carries had the two touchdowns and they kept going back to him and man the last three weeks since he's come off ir he's had 22 24 and 28 touches i just pray Stay healthy in the next three weeks, man. Please. Just that's all I need. I don't care about week 18. Just stay healthy these next three weeks. They have home games against the Commanders, Saints, and at the Giants. I think this team also is peaking, man. I think they got a really good shot to get in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on that as well. So I do expect them to be playing hard down the stretch. Next running back is Alvin Kamara. You know, Ronis, rarely do you draft the player, put him on your bench, wait for him, and then he hits. Kamara did this year.
1: And I was not on this. I completely
0: missed on this. I don't one I don't box. do this after after doing it with Josh Gordon so many times, you know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> you
1: had the Levy on year, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Plus the other factor is I'm trying to remember when the suspension was announced, because remember there were speculations it could be four or six games. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, yeah, it turned out to be three. So if we knew that, put pushed him up. I was a little worried too, cause last year he wasn't as good good remember he had three straight years of 81 receptions last year it didn't happen so like is the quarterback uh gonna check down to him a lot and yeah I mean we saw it uh early on the
0: the measurables the are yards, down but the but us, it's the only person Derek Clark can get the ball to
1: <laughs> yeah it's crazy man yeah I mean because Taysom Hill has taken away some touchdowns man but it's crazy because you're like wait he's third in points per game and you look at it it's not been like a mass like six total touchdowns. He's like, not
0: going crazy. He just get a lot of catches.
1: Yeah, sixty three receptions, man. So that's just crazy. So he's piling up. But it also he, goes to now, show this the, is a the guy running back who, landscape is down too. No
0: doubt. Now this is a guy who's normally around nine, ten yards of reception, down to six point four this year. His skills are diminishing, but it, you know it's it's the offense kind of fits him.
1: Yeah, and the volume is there. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's getting a little bit, you know, he's getting older now, obviously getting dinked up, so not as explosive. The offense isn't as good either, too. And they kind of know with Derek Carr, like, all right, they're going to check it down, and they're kind of prepared for it. I mean, he is. He's 28 now? Wow,
0: okay. Yeah, you know, the Giants the Giants are want to beat them this week.
1: Uh, I could see it. I'm taking them with the points in my pool. Uh, I don't know if they I don't know if they'll beat them. I mean, the Giants are playing better. I know they really haven't beaten anyone, but you could see that they're they're playing uh, much better. They're confident. They like the and quarterback. The Saints, yeah, and the Saints, man, they don't like Derek Carr. They just, just, I want to say
0: the Saints, good. you got the Giants yeah. team who love their quarterback. You got <laughs> the Saints who hate their quarterback. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's tough to buy into the Saints. I know they might get Taysom Hill back this week. I think that helps because they're so horrible in the red zone, man. It's insane. Like, people get upset. Why are they doing this with Taysom? Well, because you come into the red zone and he can throw a pass. He can catch a pass. He can run it in, man. They just have major problems with Derek Carr, at quarterback, in the red zone.
0: I believe the Saints have covered once its favorites this year, and that was last week versus the god-awful Carolina Panthers.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you couldn't cover against the Panthers, then just you know, you should never be favored.
0: The worst team in football. Uh, after Kamara back to back a chain and most Starr- and, and most Starr- hurt the two Miami Dolphins running back, and then interestingly enough, Ronis Travis Etienne, seventeen and a half fantasy points per game in the PPR. Um, fifty six catches, eight point seven yards of reception, which is very good. Uh, got the rushing touchdowns this year. We see eight touchdowns, but the rushing yards bonus is at 3.7 an attempt. It's not, he also not very impressive, but more volume and touchdowns than anything.
1: I love DTN last year, had him on every team. I have him on one team this year. I was, I guess, kind of off. I mean, even though the price dropped, I mean, you heard rumors in the preseason oh, Tank Bixby. Yeah, He's right. Bigsby's been awful. But you're right, though. ETN's had one 100-yard game. He had a stretch there where he scored two touchdowns in three straight games. Since over six games, he's only had two rushing touchdowns. And look at the yards since the bye. 35-52, 56-45-35. He's made up for it in the passing game. Four for 37, four for 34, four for 30. So you're basically getting seven points without him rushing. So he's been very reliant on touchdowns. He's had a very good year, though. I mean, again, if you drafted him, you're pretty happy because there were some leagues where he was going in round four.
0: Yep, um, no doubt. So, And that's probably where he should be around next year. I wouldn't jack him up any. Then we see Saquon Barkley at 16 and a half. Uh, Barkley just getting it done on a bad team. Um, but, you know, so far this season, 31 catches. Um, you know, the measurables are down. Yards per carry still over four, and he's still getting plenty of work. And um, he has been, you know, what, he's got five touchdowns? No, Barkley has six total, two rushing, Mm -hmm. four
1: receiving. I mean, look, it's been feast or famine, though. Like, he's had, like, last week, 25.1, then against the Patriots, 5.6, 30 against the Commanders, 7.6 against Dallas. So, it's been boom or bust. You know, the Giants had issues early in the year with offense. Obviously, they're playing better. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of been a disappointing year at no points per game you know he missed uh three games early in the season so again goes to show you that the running back landscape landscape has not been great if he's this high up at points per game
0: no doubt uh then we see jameer gibbs and david montgomery gibbs is the interesting one 16 uh uh, points per game running yards per carry over five yards per catch over six 45 catches this year Uh, yeah but here's the deal how high are we drafting gibbs next year
1: uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, I could see him going in the third or fourth because uh, Montgomery signed a three-year deal, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. So he's still there. So that's the problem is that Montgomery is going to take away a lot of rushing touchdowns. And, I mean, again, Gibbs has been really efficient, and we know he's really good in the passing game. But uh, you do have to take that into account. I mean, you saw what he did without Montgomery. It was phenomenal, man. I mean, he had a stretch of – I think this third game might have been with Montgomery, but those two games without Montgomery, man, were absolutely massive. So you don't root for injuries or anything, but, man, if Gibbs had the backfield to himself, he'd be a first-round pick easily.
0: Now, Gibbs' offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, can only leave Detroit for a head coaching job. And obviously, he is the eye of the Carolina Panthers' eye. Did you hear this? There's a, Reportedly, there's people inside the building in Carolina telling him, this man is crazy, you don't want to come here. Talking no, about the owner. Um,
1: yeah, well, it kind of appears that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, though, but if, like, if someone can get a head coaching job, they're gonna this take probably is a good now, chance you should go for if it. He has, if he has other teams in the mix, then that's different. Then it could dissuade him from going there.
0: Yep, especially if, you know, a Chargers situation will be available if that's something that he wants to look into. Um, Interesting last guy I want to talk about positively is Rashad White. Kind of opened up the show talking about him, Ronas, but listen, nothing great, but the volume has been fantastic. 201 yeah. carries.
1: Yeah, I have him in a couple of leagues, including my Silver Bullet team. And uh, it looked bad early in the year. Early it looked like, real bad early in the year. I was like, damn, this pick is going to be terrible. Because uh, his first five games, he only had one good one. But ever since then, uh, he's been involved more in the passing game, which is what I felt they needed to do. And they've been more competitive. And that's why you've seen games. He has at least 20 carries in four of the last six games. Uh, so that's really helped them. They've been... Uh, they've been winning some of those games they've been close the efficiency hasn't been great but the last three weeks it has Uh, it's been better 100 yards rushing 84 and 102 it also coincides with the receptions being down two three two the last three weeks but you don't care you're looking at 27 23 17 15 22 24 touches I mean again there's not many running backs that do that anymore so He's been really good. He's had at least 13 points in PPR formats every week since week seven.
0: Um, a couple cats. C- closed out the top 12 with Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry, people that were slept on but ended up getting it done. But now let's talk about some disappointments, Adam Ronis. Um, Austin Eckler, what, 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 what happened there? Injuries? I was off him, man.
1: Okay. And I was off him going in the first round for a few reasons. Uh, number one, the change in offensive coordinator with Keller Moore. I thought they would take more shots downfield. Uh, now, you want You could argue that he's been less than 100% the entire year because week one, he had 16 carries, 117 yards, and a rushing touchdown, and four catches for 47 yards. That's 26.4 to PPR. Then he got hurt. He missed three weeks, uh, came back. And hasn't been the same since, man, not even close. Uh, You can make a case it's the offense, the injuries, uh, you know, or he's not. He doesn't look the same. He is 28. He's also, if you look the last few years, very reliant on touchdowns and receptions. The touchdowns have dried up. Just six total touchdowns this year. And even the receptions are down, which there's a couple weeks I played as prop. And I'm like, what are the Chargers doing? Like, you don't have great receivers. He's one of the best pass-catching running backs. Like, last week, okay, he had five for 49. I believe three of those receptions were when Easton Stick came in. The week before, two for nine. Then he had two for six against Green Bay, two for 23 against the Jets. I'm like, what is going on here? Because he's never been a guy that piles up rushing yards. Uh, His season high was week one, 117. Mm -hmm. After that, 67. So, I think it's a combination of his— I
0: played his under that night, the 67.
1: The 67? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he went over, right? Of course. Yeah. Lions, well, line, yeah, your Lions tough rush defense. 19 carries. That's the season high, though, for him mm-hmm. that week. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a combination of the offense being bad, the offensive line, and maybe that high ankle injury has lingered. You know, they always say, even when you come back, it can still bother you the rest of the year.
0: No doubt. Um, also, also outside of the top 12, two people I want to talk about. Let's start with Tony Pollard. Um, Finishes outside the top 12. 14 fantasy points per game, but he was being drafted, really, some places. Eh, mid-second, two, three turns, sometime one, two turn, more, more but a, a solid second-round pick. Backfield to itself, the whole shebang. um, And it just didn't happen as far as to that level. But I think he's starting to play better now. He may have been hurt to start the season.
1: Yeah, he was coming off surgery, so that might have been a factor uh he's definitely played better lately he has at least 16.6 ppr points in four consecutive games obviously the offense is clicking uh had a season high or tied a season high with seven receptions against philadelphia rico dabble did get some goal line work and stole a touchdown from him um so he could be mixed in a little bit more but you know 23 touches in each of the last two games on a high-powered offense so he is finishing the season strong. If you were able to get in the playoffs with him,
0: no doubt. If he was able to make it, you might have something on your hands. And then the most egregious one of all, uh, Ronas, in a point per game basis, is Bijan Robinson. Uh, it just if you give him the ball, he can go crazy.
1: Yeah. Look, I think if you have him, I think
0: you're satisfied.
1: I think you pro. Yeah, I have him in only well one redraft league, like my home league, and I obviously play him every week. Uh, the teams in the playoffs I think this is more product of Arthur Smith man because if you watch Bijan Robinson he is so damn good
0: he's he very runs good, good routes
1: yeah man like you just see he makes people miss so like uh, 10 carries last week against Tampa now he did have a rushing touchdown and he caught five from 54 should have had another touchdown Desmond Ritter missed him wide open on the goal line like wide open I I don't know how any quarterback can miss him that wide open so, I think it's not really Bijan. Then, of course, oh, the other factor that's messing this up is remember week seven when we didn't know he was dealing with a. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, and he got a zero.
0: He took a zero. Yeah. You're right.
1: So, that, I think you kind of have to remove that game. No doubt. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think overall, when it's said and done, you're like, okay. Maybe he didn't meet your expectations because in a lot of leagues, he went in round one. I did see some in round two, I believe, in my home league. Did I get him in round two? Yeah, I did because I went Cooper Cup round one. at pick 10, and he came back to round two, and I took him. So I think overall, he's fine because he wasn't, like, this is the thing. If you take a running back in round one, you don't need to finish. They don't need to finish one or two. You know, if they're out there every week and they're getting touches, so I, maybe he didn't live up to expectations, but I don't. I can't call him a bust.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I wouldn't I wouldn't say a, a bust either. I I think I look at the coach more as a bust than I yeah. look at the player. You know what I'm saying? I'm moving on to the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, 24 points a game. What's the latest on him moving into the playoffs?
1: Uh, I'm assuming he's going to go. I mean, this guy is just unbelievable because, like, you saw the play happen. You're like, oh, boy. And I heard a doctor say it is a high ankle sprain. And then he sprints off the field. Then he comes back. He was in and out. So, Look, they really need him. I mean, we talked about Tyreek Hill MVP. I think he showed it last week, man. That offense is not the
0: same without Tyreek
1: Hill. They Neither. couldn't even move
0: the fucking Neither football. Neither is the Chiefs. <laughs> well, the Chiefs. Dude, the Chiefs are a bit oh, – well, yeah. But the Chiefs had a yeah, historic Chiefs. season from Kelsey last year. They're not getting that this year.
1: And they, and they, and and to be fair, and I don't think he's very good, but Juju Smith-Schuster did give them a reliable target to move the chains. Again, True. the numbers weren't outstanding. It wasn't explosive. But, yeah, I mean – This offense is just not the same. And I think that frustration from Patrick Mahomes wasn't really about the call with Kadarius Toney. I think his frustration with this offense bubbled out to the surface. That was the match that ignited it because he knows deep down this team, this offense is not good and they do not have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Everyone keeps saying, oh, bounce back spot for the Chiefs. We're not seeing it, bro. Like I was on the Bills last week. Me too. I changed changed late
0: in the week. You know yeah, no, saying? I was
1: on the Bills from the beginning. I know we talked about it. Yeah. I was like, nah, Bills are winning that game. And I look, they, this team, now, they're probably going to, they're obviously, yeah, they'll get in the playoffs, man. I think they have a decent schedule. I know they have at New England this week. I mean, if they lose that game, then just tear this whole shit down. Um, but, like, the AFC is so wide open. I still don't want to count it out because it's Mahomes, it's Kelsey, it's Andy Reid, and the AFC is so mediocre it's going to but,
0: have to be isaiah pacheco
1: well yeah and he's not practicing this week and i don't think he plays because they said they think considered so putting him on ir so if you're considering putting someone on ir that means you think they're missing at least two to three weeks yeah so i do you think you're right i think they really need him it's not the same the defense obviously is better uh but the thing is they're probably gonna have to go on the road and we have not seen this team or patrick holmes play a road playoff game
0: it's gonna be interesting to see how the month of January plays out. Wide receiver number two, C D Lamb. Him and Dak Prescott. A Ronis, they, they got it. I gotta give them their props. They got it rocking. They do,
1: but again, I don't know if you feel the same way as me, because like people we've seen this from Dallas, okay? The praise is there all week. Yep. Typical Dallas will lose this week, then. Because but see,
0: here's the thing. I think the loss is next week.
1: But the point spread looks You think like, they're gonna lose to Miami? Yeah.
0: I think the loss is next week. Cause the right, the, but the point spread says the. I don't think they lose both games. Then they win one of them. But the yeah. point spread this week looks like the short money is all over Buffalo. But Ronis, Dallas, Buffalo defense can't stop Dallas.
1: Yeah, but I think Buffalo's offense could put up points. Though. I think
0: Buffalo's going to be able to run the ball. That's what
1: I think it is. James Cook has been phenomenal since they made the change of offensive coordinator. I played his prop last week, over 71 and a half rushing receiving yards. He cashed in the first quarter. Yeah. He, so I'm going to look at that again this week. That's a good one. Um, CD Lamb, I'm so pissed off because I only have him in best ball, and I just couldn't get him in redraft. Like, I, I have no Dak Prescott in redraft. No CeeDee Lamb in redraft, no Tony Pollard. I have Pollard in best ball, Lamb in best ball. The only redraft Cowboys I have, Brandon Aubrey in. Ooh, boy, he gave me a huge week last week. And Damn. Jake Ferguson on one team. I have hardly any Dallas, and it sucks. We're not surprised by CeeDee Lamb, bro. Guy's a, he's a stud, bro. No doubt. He's getting the massive volume. Um Again, I'm going to say the same thing. Dallas got to do it for me in January, man. Like, yep. We've this, been through this before. We've been ja, through this before. January
0: 19th weekend. we can Wake me up that weekend.
1: Right. Like, again, if even if they w- win three out of the last four, I still don't think they're winning the division, man. Like, people are so in the moment. Like, again, I hate Philadelphia so, a but a, as a Cowboys season. fan. But yeah. I got to be – you got to be neutral here. This team just went through – a grueling 5 game stretch. Dallas had to win that game. Dallas was that was their third straight home game. They played two straight Thursdays. Philly came off a stretch of the 49ers, Buffalo in overtime, Kansas City, Dallas again. Like that was an insane stretch and now oh Philly sucks. No, bro. No, Philadelphia on, is
0: going to be there. Philadelphia will be fine. They'll shake it out. They're going to win the, the Don't you season. think they're going
1: to win the division? Yeah, they're going to win schedule? the division. Yes.
0: I think Philadelphia is going to win the They got
1: play, to play the so Giants twice. So Dallas now so in order for Dallas to get to the Super Bowl they're probably going to have to win at San Fran and at Philly. Now, yeah. can they do it? Yeah. Unless somebody, more.
0: unless somebody can come up and knock one of those two teams off, Who? and in the NFC, there's nobody at the back end that can do it. Lyon, maybe okay, you can the say Rams? That. You can say, yeah, maybe. maybe the Rams. You know what I'm saying? And maybe like, but okay, you say okay, well, the Packers can beat Detroit, but that doesn't help Dallas. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dallas needs Philadelphia or San Francisco to lose, and like you said, maybe the Rams. And, you know, the Commanders ain't sneaking in. They have to be Philadelphia's kryptonite. But they nowhere near the playoffs. So there's nobody at the bottom of the NFC that can help Dallas, not even Seattle.
1: No, not at this point. I mean, Seattle, they they play Philly on Monday night. Now it is at home. We'll see if Geno Smith plays. That's going to be a Uh, tough
0: spot for Philadelphia, too, back-to-back road games and back-to-back emotional-style road games.
1: Yeah. Uh, I expect
0: them to play m- way better. Yeah, this I, game, do, so. I do too. I think they know they gotta they shake like, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too.
0: And and we've seen that you know um, Gino is not as good as he was last year, and obviously the team uh, is, is following. Likewise, but for the most part, brothers, the wide receivers we knew who the guys were coming into the season, and they happened to be the guys: Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown. Even though you got a massive discount on Keenan Allen, but A.J. Brown, Amari St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, D.J. Moore. Had a good season and a bad offense for the Chicago Bears. uh, uh, Curious, your thoughts on Moore. Moore was – Moore, trust me, I was not in on Moore because I'm not a big Justin Fields guy, but Moore got it done.
1: I love DJ Moore, and when I look at my leagues, I only have him at one. So, clearly I was not all in, but I've always been a big fan, and I did draft Justin Fields. Maybe I got to look. Maybe I just – wasn't maybe I was taking receivers I liked a little bit better in those rounds or I just missed out on them because I only have them in one but I've always loved DJ Moore man this is just phenomenal since Fields came back and you look at the numbers with Fields it's massive I mean look at the last three weeks 22.6 22.4 26.8 and this guy's just a stud now he is dealing with a little bit of a ankle issue he better play. They are at the Browns this week, but the Browns are so banged up on defense that I'm still rolling with DJ Moore. I don't care who he plays right now.
0: No doubt. Mike Evans massive discount. He goes off. His oh, I missed every on week. that
1: one, bro. Yeah, I was,
0: I was out on Mike Evans. Boy, he made me look bad. Yeah, Mike Evans had a huge year. He continues to get it done. Interesting to see what that situation is going to be. They said they're not, they're not paying him no more, so he gets a chance to link up with a new team. You know, you look back at that draft class. Everybody talks about the greatness of Devonte Adams. Mike Evans is uh, just as good, if not better. Um, and then, obviously, you know, some more regular, regular and Debo. But then um, some guys, Ronis, that really came out of nowhere. And we're not, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but Puka, Michael Pittman Jr., and Nico Collins, you know what I'm saying, big seasons as well.
1: Yeah, Puka I liked. I drafted him uh, early Late. August in the FFWC in round 17. Um, a couple other leagues, I picked him up off waivers, uh, Pittman, I was out on. I would lo- always love Pittman. I had him last year and I'm just like, "Uh, oh, rookie quarterback, he's going to run." And you s- even in those games though, the first few games of the year, 11, 12, 11 targets. Uh and the targets are just massive, bro. The last 4 games, 12, 13, 16, yeah. 11. I mean, he has at least seven receptions in six straight games. And every week, I'm like, six and a half receptions. I should take the over. Uh, He probably won't do it this week, and he fucking crushes it. So, I'll probably take it this week, and then um, Porter will be on him, and he'll have six catches and go under. Uh, But, yeah, Pittman is a guy I've always loved. I just did not target him this year. I was a little worried with the rookie quarterback and the accuracy. And the only negative I can say about Pittman is he doesn't score touchdowns four. But you know what? You do not care in a PPR. He has been phenomenal. And Nico Collins, I've always loved. Had him last year, disappointed. I have him in a couple leagues this year. I have him in one of my FFWCs, and I don't think he's going to play this week, man. He's got a calf issue. So that sucks um, because he's got a great matchup this week against Tennessee. If he could come back, he has Cleveland in, in 16 at home and then Titans again in 17 at home. Uh, but, yeah, Nico Collins was a great bargain this year.
0: Yes, sir, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, um, curious of your thoughts on this right quick before we get up out of here, um, and then we'll get to the quarterbacks and the tight ends next week um, right here on Fantasy Folds. But um, what, are, what are you – I'm curious of your thoughts on the Saturday slate this week.
1: Uh, So I'm leading Minnesota in the first game, getting the points. Uh, We've seen how great that defense has played on the floor is, and I think maybe he can get to Jake Browning. He's played very well, but we always see these backup quarterbacks come in, and then at some point they start to get exposed a little bit. So um, I lean towards taking the points with Minnesota. Uh, The night game, I think this is a bounce-back spot for Detroit. I think everyone's down on them now. They're back home indoors, where golf plays better. I know Denver has been amazing. They forced a lot of turnovers, but their weakness is the pass defense. I don't know if the Broncos can take advantage of that. So I think there's a bounce back spot here for Detroit. And then the middle game, Colts and Steelers, kind of mixed on this. Um, I know that line has dropped. It was three. Now I see it being one with the Colts favored. I lean the Colts, but I'm kind of scared. You know, this could be like a Tomlin bounce-back spot, extra week
0: to prepare, underdog. Oh, yeah, under, Tomlin has a road underdog in the spot, but people don't think he's going to win. Now, Detroit has not lost. I mean, not Detroit, excuse me. The Colts have not. The Colts are undefeated ATS as favorites this year. So I don't like that, but I probably would take the Steelers in, in that one and uh, in, 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 in pray for the best.
1: So yeah, I, I mean, I'm with uh, you
0: on all. I'm with you on all of those. I like the Broncos probably a little bit more than you do, but I definitely think that Detroit wins the game.
1: Yeah, I think so too, man. Um, and with the Colts, you know, I, I think Watt and Highsmith could play for Pittsburgh. Right? Those are key injuries there for them because if they can get some pressure on Gardner Minshew, I think that will help. We've seen that the Colts run defense has struggled a little bit. Uh, Trubisky's at quarterback, which oh my god, he's so brutal, bro. If yeah, bro. his first read's not there, he takes off and runs, man.
0: I remember that year before they drafted Justin Fields coming down to the uh the stretch of the season, getting ready to start. Vegas had a liability on him to be the MVP. I never forget that, son. I'll never yeah. forget that. <laughs> All right, there you go. Who my man Adam Ronis is Corey Pawson, the fantasy exec. We'll be here with you. Do your fantasy playoffs right here, fantasy foes. For Ronus is the exec. We out.